Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who willed that our that your only begotten Son should undergo the cross to save the human race. Grant, we pray, that we, who have known his mystery on earth, may merit the grace of his redemption in heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is Friday, so today we had a votive mass of the mystery of the cross. I just want to bring to you one, you know, things that are happening that are disturbing. Uh, We need to be praying for the church to return to her first love. And her first love is Jesus Christ. Because now there are churches around the world who have invited imams into the church to pray or chant the Islam call to prayer you know, if you've been in Muslim countries, you've heard it with those sirens that go off and then that uh, that wailing they do. Well, they're doing it in Catholic churches. This is unconscionable that this is happening. Uh, it's it, it, it flies in the face of reason. Why, with, with the great history and tradition of all the Catholic prayers and hymns and chants that we have, would you invite an Islam call to prayer into a Catholic church. Why would you do that? I do not understand what's going on. And we have to pray for these people to come into the fullness of the truth and turn away from all these distractions and quite frankly, blasphemous things that are happening. It's it's out of control. So uh, if this happens in your church, please call your bishop and say, Bishop, this is not acceptable in the Catholic Church. We do not want an Islam call to prayer in a Catholic Church and, and get, get a group of people together to sign a petition to stop it. It, it needs to come to the front if it's going to be stopped. And, and they hide in secrecy and do these things under the radar. Uh, enough is enough. All right, it's Friday. So we are going to answer some questions that you have for the exorcist. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Father. How are you? Great. Great as I can be with my <laughs> one month plus sickness. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you back on air. I know it was uh, pretty rough. Apparently, that's a common thing. We had a few people here that, um, yeah, there, there's it's some kind, yeah, some kind of virus or cold that's going around that's just totally knocking people out. So uh, it's, it's like nothing I've ever had. <laughs> uh, so, so you were talking about uh, ecumenic, ecumenic. I can't even say that. Ecumenical. <laughs> going amok. Um, well, ecumenism has to do with the Christian faith. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Muslim. This yeah. is not part of, you know, ecumenism. Yes, you could broaden the scope and say we want to pray with the Jews and the Muslims. But I mean, uh, that would be, you know, what we. I don't know how you do that. You know, I, I, I mean, with the Jews, we have the Old Testament. The Muslims, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. It's um, there's not a lot, not a lot of overlap. Okay, so uh, it is Ask the Exorcist today, so give us a call, 866-333-6279, 866-333-6279, or, or you can submit your um, question via email at exorcist at radiomaria.us. So on, on that vein, Father, I've got a question here from Amy in the um, emails. 
uh, real quick. Uh, she was asking about your thoughts on the lightning strike um, of the St. Peter's statue in Argentina. Um, as far as your, if you if you heard of it, um, the yeah. fact the fact that it happened the day before. Uh, yep. Pope Francis's declaration, the day of Pope Francis's birthday, and the fact that it was in his, um, I guess, it considered his home country, or was he was he born in? Italy? Yes, yes, yes. It's his home diocese, where he was the cardinal. So my thoughts: I believe nothing happens by chance. I don't think coincidences are real. I think they're all God incidences. Um, so lightning strikes on the Pope's birthday in his home diocese, and it hits the statue of uh, – like a stone statue of St. Peter and blows off the halo. I mean literally incinerates the halo and the keys of Peter. That's it. Now, when lightning strikes a rock, it generally explodes the rock. Um, it's very rare that a lightning bolt would take out just the keys and just the halo and leave the head intact and the hands intact. Very unusual. Uh, it was his birthday. It was the day before uh, fiduciary uh, supplicants, and it was also in his home diocese. What do I think it means? I'm not going to try to speak for God. I don't know. But I think just looking at that, I would say I hope the Pope noticed it. I hope the Holy Father noticed it. Maybe it was a warning, like get back to the business of the church, which is literally go out and make disciples of all nations, you know, Um uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How does Jesus say we love him? When we obey him. It's out of his own mouth. When we love Jesus, we will obey Jesus. And that's that's how you, you know, all are welcome is not a proper statement for the Catholic Church. It's half the statement. All are welcome to enter into the full faith and beliefs of the Catholic Church. That's how we welcome you. We want you to come in, but you have to embrace all of the church, not just the parts you like and reject the parts you don't. That's not all are welcome. That's anarchy. So I'm hoping somebody showed that to him. And maybe he's have, rethinking this whole blessing of unions between uh, gay couples. Who knows? Well, that's right. We uh, pay for our Holy Father. Okay, so you can get on air with Father Dan by calling 866-333-6279. We do have our first caller. Uh, it's Stacy from Illinois. Stacy, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Good morning, Stacy. I can hear you. Good morning, Father. Thank you for doing the show. I love calling in, as you probably have heard my name a few times, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. What can I do for you? Um, I have an odd question. So I was wondering, will you please talk a little bit about astral projecting, the church's teaching on it, and most importantly, how can we best protect our homes, children, like our spaces from people who might be practicing this with negative intentions? Okay, well, this this is not a mainstream thing you're talking about here. So astral projection is when somebody, usually a cult in the occult world, um, it describes going out of your body and ex ex going into the existence of another body, like an astral body or a body of light, and through which you have um, a consciousness that can perform separately from your physical body. And th this, I would say, is 100% in the realm of the demonic world, uh, with the exception okay. of by location, 
which is a gift from God that he bestows on his his uh, saintly people to accomplish two things at the same time. But it comes from God at God's discretion. It's not like we can just say, hey, you know, I have a, a finance board meeting, but I also want to watch the, the Super Bowl tonight. So can you, I be in two places, Lord? He doesn't do that. He He actually just makes it happen when he wants it to happen. And it's very rare. The astral projection is at the intention of the individual that they try to do this and they follow a set of practices to try to leave their body. Very dangerous and and not something you want to be doing. Now, if somebody's doing this in your home uh, and it's a child, I would say, you know, this is directly goes against our faith. You need to go to confession and you need to never do this again. If it's an adult, I would kick them out of the home. I would just say, you need to get out. We're not doing any kind of crazy occult practices in this house. And if if that's your intention, you need to find another place to go. Hopefully it's not a spouse. No, no, no. So no one's doing it in my home. I was just wondering if someone like a stranger is trying to come into anyone's home and like do like crazy things or, you know, how do you protect like just yeah, saying, you know, they don't have carte holy blanche. Water. They don't have carte blanche to go wherever they want, you know, and if your home is blessed and you're practicing your faith properly, um, you know, the, the demons that are working with this individual are not going to want to go there. You know, it's not a place okay. that would be attractive to them. Um, so, okay. you know, that don't be question. afraid. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just, you know, I would – this goes back into all sorts of Eastern, Japanese, Taoist, uh, uh, Hindu – even in the Amazon, there's some uh, records of them performing sorts of things like this. But this is not something that's Catholic. It, it 100% is not anywhere near what we believe or want to participate in. So don't go there. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the, thanks for your call. Okay, give us a call now, 866-333-6279. It's Ask the Exorcist on Battle Ready today, this Friday. Father Dan is, Dan is back, finally. Feeling good, so that's good. So we have another call on the line, Father. It is Teresa. Teresa, you there? Yes, I am. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Father. I really love your show. Thanks Thank for you. taking my call. Um, I had a question for you. Um, my kids go to Catholic school, and some of the things that are um, being allowed into the school, um, I am concerned about because I was raised Catholic and. You know, my family is, are very devout Catholics. Okay. And um, so it was at the end of last year, the my um, one of my children's teachers assigned a book by George Takai. And I don't know if you know who he is. Um, I believe he was on Star Trek. Um, and he's very anti-Catholic. Um, and he's an LGBTQ activist. Um, and he has a book called, they called us Enemy, I believe it's called. Um, and so the teacher emailed that said, you know, this hadn't been on the syllabus before, but we're going to, we're putting it on the syllabus now. And I kind of questioned it like, well, I know his values and I want to make sure that, you know, that's not being introduced to the classroom. Um, and so she sent home a copy of the book and I looked it over. Um, and he introduces his husband in the book to somebody and, and it says something about, oh, yeah, he's such a rascal and, you know, kind of normalizing it, whatever. And then also, it, and it's like a comic book uh, for okay. kids. Um, uh-huh. 
And then it also talks about how immigration today is like this Japanese, and he's likening it to the Japanese internment camp that he had been in um, when he was growing up, um, which is what they were learning about internment camps. Um, and so I had um, talked to, I called the, pri- the pastor, priest, and I talked to him, and I was really kind of shocked by his reaction. And he was kind of playing devil's advocate, um, saying, well, do you support businesses that give money to Planned Parenthood? And I was like, you know, Father, this isn't really the same thing. This would be like me buying a book from Planned Parenthood. Um, And it really didn't go anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And they kept the book in the classroom and they said, you know, my child could do something else. Um, and I talked to the principal and they ended up not reading the whole book. Um, but my question is like how, you know, when we're trying to instill the faith in our children, how, how do you go about this when, you know, people that should be more in line with the Catholic faith aren't? Well, uh, it's a great question because again, we have 2000 years of beautiful tradition, of uh, the most amazing, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, documents and books and teachings and encyclicals, and even even Christian writings that are very good. So why are you choosing a book mm-hmm. that really doesn't do anything to build up the faith? So that would be my exactly. question to and the teacher. So what is books. what is what is your intention with this book? What is your goal? What do you want the kids to learn from this? Give me your mm-hmm. goal, and then is that worth? having the kids realize that uh, this guy has a husband yeah, mm-hmm. that's working its way into the classroom as well. So now we have two daddies instead of, and no mommy. Uh, yeah. What is, and what grade is this? Uh, it was seventh. Seventh, seventh grade. grade. And so the priest. So very right, impressionable. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the priest said, um, he said, well, he's in seventh grade. I'm sure he's heard of this stuff before. It's nothing new. I mean, you're going to run across this in life. And I was just, I guess gobsmacked, like what? Yeah, no, he's wrong. You know, he's have to worry about it. He in- may, he may, the child may run across this in the world, but that's why yeah. the church should be a refuge where he's getting yes. the actual yes, exactly. truth. If the church is going to yes. endorse the lies of the world, what hope did the children have? Exactly. So shame on him. And I would say, mm-hmm. you know what? We can't, we can't continue this if you're going to push these agendas and you might have to pull them and maybe put them in another school or, or even a homeschooling program. I mean, that's the I'm movement. I'm kind of wondered happened. about. About what? Yeah. It's really about if, if I'm going to have to pull them. Um, the teacher that assigned the book, um, I guess she's a family member that is the principal of the high school where we would be sending one of our children. And, and that kind of scares me because it's like, wow, is this, you know, going to be a problem coming into high school? And it is everywhere. I mean, how progressive the, the you know, Catholic schools have gotten. And it's just, I don't want my kids led astray. Where, where, where do you live? What state? Mm, uh, I, I live in Indiana, in central Indiana. Indiana, okay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the bottom line is you've talked to the pastor. He really didn't give you any help. You, you did follow no. the right progression of, so you went principal, pastor, no help. Now you mm-hmm. can write the bishop no. and say, you know, the pastor's response was, well, this is in the world. They're going to see it anyway. And then you should mm-hmm. resp- respond. I was hoping that the Catholic school and church would be a refuge to form my mm-hmm. children 
So when they go out into the world, they know what's right and true, not just Mm -hmm. put a rubber stamp on it and say, this is life, you know, and Mm -hmm. and who knows, maybe he'll act, maybe he won't, but at least you've done everything you can. And then Mm -hmm. at home, you're going to have to reinforce the true teachings. So Mm -hmm. maybe you take the book and go, there's problems with this book. Let me point them out to you. So the kids know why it's not a great book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. yeah. This is the world okay. we live in. So pray the rosary. Pray yeah. the rosary as a family every day. Okay. And Our Lady will protect you. Your 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 Thank uh, you so much. your souls. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay. Give us a call eight six six three 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 six two seven nine. That's eight six six three 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 six two seven nine. That's M A R Y. If you're um familiar with the, the letters at the uh, that correspond to the numbers anyway uh, or you can send your question in through email at exorcist at radiomaria.us it is actually exorcist today i do have one from uh from the email father uh from your old stomping grounds from nyc anna has a question she would like to know if there's uh could be any danger in having her kids uh practice martial arts such as taekwondo she says that the discipline, respect, and self-defense part uh, doesn't seem harmful. However, uh, on a couple of occasions, she has come across information that martial arts are based on Eastern spiritual practices and can be dangerous. Have you have you encountered anything in your um, exorcist practice uh, dealing with different martial arts? I have not dealt with anything in my experience doing exorcism deliverance. I have read the same thing that the sometimes the movements can be linked to certain deities, just like yoga. But I've personally heard of no cases related. Like I've heard of many cases with yoga. I've heard of none with these martial arts. So I would proceed cautiously, but maybe do a little more research on your own. Okay, again, the phone number is 866-333-6279, 866-333-6279. we got about five minutes left in the program. I do have uh, Kim from Long Island on the phone. Uh, Kim, you're on air with Father Dan. Good morning, Good morning. Kim. Good morning, Father Dan. So, How are you? I have a question. I, I'm good, Father. How are you? Great. Go ahead. Okay, so I have a question. I was listening to one of your podcasts from a couple of weeks ago about mystics and psychics. And I grew up in Holy Family Parish, and we have a very famous psychic medium there, Teresa Caputo, who I'm sure you're aware of the Long Island uh-huh. medium. But mm-hmm. across the sound, we had in Connecticut Lorraine Warren, who investigated the Amityville House and other such things. So I, from my understanding of your last podcast where you spoke about psychics and mediums, I understand Teresa is more of a psychic where she's potentially perceiving demons posing as family members. Um, whereas now Lorraine Warren, I'm pretty sure she was called in and she, she was on site of certain exorcists, like exorcisms that, that took place. So my question is, I feel like, okay, I know she saw demons because okay, I followed her a little bit, um, but if she's called in to see, to, to participate in an exorcism, what is your thought in that? Is it actually a demon? Like, is, is, is there a difference? Between, is she technically a mystic then? But she's not seeing visions of the Blessed Mother, from what I understand. Yeah, I I don't know this woman personally or or about her oh, even. Okay. 
Um, but anyone that's she's saying much older. She, she's uh, if she's calling herself a medium, that already raises red flags because uh, mystics do not call themselves mediums. I don't know what her religion is. Is she Catholic? Is she, she what is she? She is Catholic. So she actually, I don't know. <laughs> so you might be familiar with her from the conjuring movies. I don't know if you ever saw them. That's Lorraine mm-hmm. Warren. She's no. since passed, I think 10 years ago, <clears throat> okay. but, um, but her work seemed to, to be fighting demons. She wasn't re- it didn't seem like she was about being spirit so much. I mean, just in, in what I've read of her and things that I've seen of her, not even, I'm not like, I'm not talking about the movies. Um, so if, if yeah. somebody's talking about seeing demons, is that, is that, do you think potentially more true? Cause I've listened to her for so long. I always felt like now my world is shocked. Like, no, there really- are people who can see demons and that doesn't mean they're bad or they're doing something wrong. In fact, many of the saints could see them. So that's not a, that's not a, a red herring for something that's off. Um, okay. But if you're the one initiating contact, if you're initiating contact with the, the, the world of the dead, that's a problem. So mystics, Mystics are people who have uh, apparitions and experiences of God, the Virgin, Blessed Virgin Mary, and perhaps even saints, but it's initiated by heaven. So it's not like on demand. You don't call on demand, but that's what the mediums do. They call these things on demand. That's the big difference. And, uh, you know, the the ones that the the mystics are, are seeing are, we are fully canonized saints. Okay. Okay. No, that makes hope sense. It, that, that hope it helps. I think that clarifies it a little bit. I think I, I um I understand a little better. So the right, Long Island medium, you know, she's going out and she's seeking it. So she might think that she's actually helping family members, but they're really demons posing as spirits. Just kind of Yeah, sad. she's also I think she's also making an income from it. She is Big time. Which, which is also okay. not something that we would be doing as mystics would not do that. You know, okay. right. um, Bernadette didn't have apparitions at Lords and then charge people to hear about them. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Father. All right. Have a good day. Bye bye. You too. Okay. Uh, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> All right, so uh, give us a call, 866-333-6279. We're probably going to pick it up next week. Uh, I've got one question left for you from the email. You can email your questions at exorcist at radiomaria.us. So we'll finish off with this one, Father. Uh, Lynn emails in. uh, She says the Pentecostals claim to speak in tongues as proof of the Holy Spirit. So So she's wondering, as a baptized, confirmed, practicing Catholic, how do you know that the Holy Spirit is operating in you? Uh, by the fruit, you will know the tree. So um, <clears throat> when your life is uh, full of you know, charitable and good works, um, when you are growing in virtue, when you are growing in holiness, when you are being moved closer to God and desire to be more Uh, one with God and want to spend more time with God, that's the action of the Holy Spirit. Um, So it's not, there's no litmus test to say, oh, I have the Holy Spirit. Um, Basically for Catholics, it's much easier because 
we want to be pure and holy. And so at any point when you go to confession, confess your sins and come out of the confessional, you have a full operational pipeline to grace. There's nothing blocking you because you're you're free of all your sin, um, you know, and unforgiveness, all that sort of thing. And so you can you can rest assured the Holy Spirit is now working within you and you want to cooperate. That's the key. Cooperate with the grace of the Holy Spirit. And that will draw you deeper into a life of holiness and virtue. So when you Look back over your life, and you could do this over a period of, say, three months, six months, a year, five years. You should be moving closer to God. If you go back a year and say, you know, a year ago, I'm kind of just doing the same thing I was a year ago. Nothing's really changed. I don't feel any closer to God. I'm not doing anything um, I'm with my life that's more virtuous or helping more people or whatever. Then you want to reevaluate how you're praying and, and what you're doing to get closer to the Lord. But if you can measure, like I have somebody who's been on retreat this last week with me, and he's having a profound experience on this retreat, retreat where he's deeply being moved by the Lord. He's hearing from God. He's being affirmed. He's being uh, basically commissioned to go forth and now do what he's being called to do. He knows this; it's the Holy Spirit operating in him. And that's a mountaintop experience. That doesn't happen your whole life, but you should have them. They should be punctuating your life, these mountaintop experiences that build you up, that affirm you, and that move you forward. And then you keep going day in, day out. And then you'll have some of these valley experiences where you may have no consolations for a few weeks. But that's okay. The Lord's still with you. But but you'll get to a point where you won't be dependent on the consolation like in the beginning of conversions, most people are very dependent on that consolation. That's what they're going back to the prayer for. They want the feelings. But with maturity, we grow beyond that, where we just we just want to be with the Lord, whether we're getting the good feelings or not. So just keep at it and, and maybe get a spiritual director to help you. And that would be a good thing. We are just about out of time. Uh, thank you for being with us and have a great weekend. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan, signing out. Thank you so much for listening to the Radio Maria Podcasts. It's thanks to listeners like you who donate that enable us to continue delivering quality content to listeners around the world. If you'd like to contribute and help us keep spreading the message of Our Lady Son, please consider making a donation. You can reach us at 888-408-0201 or simply visit our donations tab on our website at radiomaria.us. Your generosity truly makes a difference. This has been a Radio Maria production.